theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. prophetic. I'm telling you, healing is coming today. Healing is coming. Healing is here. Hope is here. Restoration is here. Peace and joy is here. I'm telling you, Jesus is here. This afternoon, I'm so thankful for what I feel in this place. I'm thankful by the grace of God, I'm able to make it back. My name is Akil Thompson. I'm the senior pastor here at Extraordinary Church, and I am delighted to be able to share with you what God has placed on my heart. We've said it. I'm sure we said it, but I'm going to say it again because it's a part of our DNA. We are the perfect church for imperfect people. We are the perfect church for imperfect people, and we're so glad that you're here this Sunday. Um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. I appreciate you all being here today, and I want to just jump right on in to the word of the Lord and ask that you be patient with me, but allow me to preach what God has given me. I do want to say what a joy it is to, you know, we, we have we have family all over the world. You may not realize that, but it's so good to have Laymark with us. Just welcome him back from Montreal. This is home away from home. So... He just fits right in, praise God. And if you all help me, maybe we can put him in my trunk. And I'm sure they'll wonder where he is in Montreal. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. But we're so glad to have him, and we're glad to have you. Open up your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11. Romans, chapter 13, praise God, verse 11 thankful for the praise team what a wonderful job I was able to watch on YouTube on the way in while I wasn't watching I was listening while I was driving Kesha was a little concerned she was like watching and driving at the same time don't worry sis I was listening I was listening but uh, I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing originally I just want to kind of set the tone I want to set the tone and I want to invite you for the next several weeks to make sure if you are a part of the extraordinary church family to not miss a Sunday. I've never said that before in my pastorate, uh, but the Lord has given me language and clarity as to why. And I, you sometimes you say things, not you say them irresponsibly, but you say them not having a complete picture. Um, and the Lord has given me better understanding, even as of today. Earlier today, I was preaching in Trenton at 9.30, then Belleville at 11. 
and I left there at 12.40 and drove two hours and 15 minutes to get here. But the Lord told me, the reason why I'm having you preach what you're going to be preaching the next six weeks is you are ordering the atmosphere. I need you to understand that the heavens have been opened and that the spirit of darkness has been pushed back. And we are going to establish kingdom order here. And this is going to be an epicenter. I promise you, I feel in the Holy Ghost, if you will listen to the teaching, the preaching, uh, we are going to be matured. We are going to be trimmed and pruned. And God is going to ready us for some next steps. And I'm excited about that. Let's look at Romans chapter 13, verse 11. I do believe God has given me a word for you and I believe that this word is going to bring you strength that's going to uh, help somebody uh, receive comfort and, and take somebody to a new level in Jesus let's do this praise God and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill it's lust. Look at this passage of scripture. I'm reading it to you out of the Amplified, 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 8. I don't normally read lengthy passages, but I do feel compelled to do so or impelled to do so today. For this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, separated, and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, being available for God's purpose and separated from things profane, not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of his will and that in this manner of sexual misconduct. No man shall, tr shall transgress and defraud his brother because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Just as we have told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called you to, or God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or in private. So whoever rejects and disregards this is not merely rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you to dwell in you and empower you to overcome temptation. Finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus that you follow the instruction that you received from us about how you ought to walk and please God, just as you are actually doing, and that you excel even more and more, pursuing a life of purpose and living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. For you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And I want to preach this thought for the next 30, 35 minutes. Soul detox. Soul detox. Would you help me pray? Lord, this is your word. And it's a heavy word. 
yet we have to hear it and receive it. So give me the grace to preach it and to teach it and give everybody here under the sound of my voice, either in person or online, the grace to receive it. I pray that today, the worship experience, before it's over, you would break in and do what only you can do, just like you did in both services this morning, God, and bring a moment of healing and restoration for those who heed this word today, God. I release grace over this house just like it's raining outside i'm declaring that your grace and your mercy is going to rain down in this building i bind the voice of condemnation i bind it in the name of jesus christ i declare that the voice of shame has to be silenced and i pray right now in jesus name that your grace would begin to settle us comfort us and give us peace god set people free today in the name of jesus christ we give you praise everybody said amen clap your hands unto the lord come on you can do just a little bit better than that clap your hands unto him he is worthy praise god you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach to you this afternoon on a challenging topic. It's one that my wife and I have been talking about for some time in that not that this is something we have been deliberating or conversing about, but as pastor, I have been sharing with her my heart and what God has been laying on my heart. And I knew at some point I, the Lord would release me to do it. I just was not sure when the Lord would release me to do it. But he has seen fit to do so now. And I do want you to know that I understand the topic that I'm going to be preaching about and teaching about today is a difficult one. But it's one that needs to be preached nonetheless. If it's in the book, I've told you this before, I'm going to preach it. If it's in the book, I'm going to preach it. I'm, I'm thankful for the gratuitous hand clap. I thought I'd get a better response, so I'll say it. If it's in the book, I'm going to preach it. Praise God. Praise God. And that's exactly what I aim to do today. But there are times when we exhort. There are times when we encourage. There are times when we build and we strengthen the body as pastors and then the grace and the anointing of God it shows up and it does what only it can do but yet there are times in a man or a woman of God's life that you also use the word of the Lord to instruct and to warn now we don't always like those messages because they often challenge us uh, and sometimes they can expose the thing that is hidden within us uh, but the reality of it is that you and I hide nothing from God. And how many of us are grateful? I don't know about you, Marcus, but I'm grateful that he loves me enough to put his spirit, his, his light, if you will, on the weaknesses, the hang-ups, the addictions, the, the sins in my life that nobody else knows about. But he doesn't put it under his light and reveal it to shame me, but he does it to bring freedom. I'm thankful, and today I want to declare, I want you to hear me, and I'm speaking in the spirit realm as well. There will be no shame in this place today. There is no shame, neither is there condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But I do feel like God wants me to address some things, perhaps in a way that I haven't done so in the past before, so that we can walk in the power, the liberty, and the freedom that he wants us to do. And that is this week and next week specifically, God has changed challenging me to challenge you all to preach about purity. 
to preach about purity. And there will be times, and in particular next week, I'm going to do this. Uh, I don't want anybody to, to miss this. I know I said it last time, but I believe that this is going to right the ship and bring about some healing and direction. But not only purity with what we watch and what we listen to, but also purity with our bodies. I'm going to talk about sexual purity. And it's difficult sometimes for the church to, for some of you all, you might even be bristling at the fact that pastor just dropped sex in a, in, in, the, in a message. But let me just help you right now why I'm doing this is because the world is not silent about sex or sexuality. As a matter of fact, it's screaming loud and clear its agenda without any hesitation, without any reservation. And if there is any time where the church cannot afford to be quiet, it's in moments like right now that we're living in. And so I'm going to tell you that God does have something to say about the matter, and we're going to hear what he has to say. And I believe that we're going to be free, and we're going to be whole, and we're going to tune out or turn down what culture has to say about purity and sex and sexuality, what the enemy has to say, what academia has to say, and we're going to stop filling in the blanks and we're going to let the truth speak and let the truth does what it wants to do because the truth shall make us free. Can somebody say amen? Praise God. And so there will be a detox. And purity. Purity is something that each of us desire. It's something that each of us should want by the grace of God. And let me just say this. If you have lost your purity, if you have exposed yourself to things that have condemned you or shamed you or are haunting you, can I tell you that by the grace of God, you can recapture your purity. There is hope in Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on Calvary can restore. The blood can wash you clean. The blood can restore you, can renew you, can revive you. The sacrifice of Jesus can make you unrecognizable to your past. I'm thankful for the blood. This is why I say this all the time and... It might just be me. I'm probably I'm a little warm. Praise God. <laughs> but I, I want you to I want you to hear this. This is important. This is why I preach this and teach this. And I say, no perfect people allowed is because we have to allow this not only to get into our spirit, but everybody under the sound of my voice has known sin. As a matter of fact, right now, there are many of you all that are struggling. Some of you all have found freedom. Some of you all have confessed. I don't mean confess like you confess to some priest, but I'm talking about confess one to another. You prayed with one another that you might be healed. You were able, you felt safe to be vulnerable and broken and allow the Spirit of God to shine where the community of people of God can rally around you and love on you and pray with you and not judge you and, or condemn you. And by the way, there'll be none of that here. But one, yeah, yeah. one of the reasons why I say no perfect people allowed it's so important is because everybody here at one point or another or right now is struggling or has struggled. Your marriage is struggling. I mean, I know you look cute with one another right now and you're worshiping God and you might think, oh, they just look like happily ever after. But we didn't see you before you came in. You're not fooling anybody. You, you know, I, I know you're here worshiping God and singing, but I also am not naive enough to think that some of you weren't struggling with where you went last night on the internet. 
But let me just say this, that when we talk about entering to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and lifting him up, it doesn't say you have to be perfect to praise him. It doesn't say you have to have it all together to praise him. As a matter of fact, it just simply says, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. That's why I'm not condoning the sin. I'm telling you, though, by, by the grace of God, you can get back up again. I'm here to encourage you and let you know, especially for some of you that are struggling, and I'm getting real for just a moment. Some of you all have been struggling with addictions and things that are binding you, not just for weeks or months. I'm talking about years, and you have resigned to the fact that it will always be this way and nothing will ever change and you no longer have a fight in your spirit but I am here to declare the hope of Jesus Christ you will not only get up again but fight will get in your spirit you will make it through this thing you will walk in freedom and liberty it is not the will of God that you walk or walk with him or try to walk with him bound or confused the devil is a liar hope is here health is here Jesus Christ is here He's a healer, and he's here to help you this afternoon. And if you're thankful for that, you ought to give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. We give you praise, God, and we give you worship. I'm thankful. There's an animal I want to introduce you to. His, he is an ermine, and I'm going to ask our team if they, they have that image. They'll show you the ermine. Isn't he a cute little weasel? He is a weasel, a ferret, if you will. Uh, he forested in northern Europe, uh, and he is mostly known, as you can tell, for snow white fur, fur which has a vast number of uses. And the ermine, he takes tremendous pride in his coat, so much so that for hundreds of years, hunters have taken cruel advantage of the ermine's nature. See, the hunter can't catch an ermine, and dogs can't catch an ermine, but they know that the ermine prizes the whiteness of its fur. So here is what the hunters do. They find the ermine's lair, and they find it usually in the left cleft of a rock or some hollow, and they'll daub the lair's entrance with dirt and filth and the dogs will spy the ermine and they'll start the chase. The frightened ermine will flee to his home, only place of refuge. And when he finds the entrance to his lair, his humble abode, if you will, unclean, in spite of his fear, he refuses to race into it. Rather, you know what he does? He turns and faces the dogs. He preserves the purity of his fur at the price of his life. He'd rather be stained by the blood than by the filth. This is why Leonardo da Vinci used ermine's fur for his finest brushes. That's why some European royalty to this day still wear ermine collars. They are symbols of an animal who would rather die than betray his purity. Some people today in this room are glad I'm talking about purity and sexual purity because they need help. Others are like, why in the world, pastor, are you preaching about it? And I'm telling you, we need help. We need freedom. We need deliverance. We need restoration. And we need to hear the truth. I want you to understand that if, you're, uh, if your conversation 
if my conversation, if my teaching, what I believe about purity, if what you're teaching, what you believe about purity and sexuality, if it doesn't begin and end with the Bible, we immediately, egregiously expose ourselves to great error. Not only do we expose ourselves to irreprehensible error, it could be irrevocable deception. If you're getting your cues from this carnal culture about what they say purity is, let me just tell you what I'm talking about. If you're getting your cues, taking your cues and your insight from this culture and what they have to say about sex and sexuality, then you're already in trouble. If you are listening to the, 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 the alleged love doctors, I don't know who it is today. I don't want to call anybody out by name lest somebody think I'm trying to isolate one in particular. But if you listen to those people of the, this generation who tell you it's okay to wife swap. It's okay to do other kinds of crazy things. If that's who you're allowing to give your cues, then you're already in trouble. I'm trying to help you walk in freedom this afternoon. See, you want, I, as pastor, I want to see people walk in the light of God. I, I want to see them walk in freedom and joy. And by the grace of God, I see that happen a lot, Marcus. Yet at the same time, I also see people struggling. Struggling, desiring to be free. And I want to help those today. And I want to reinforce some things for those who already have freedom. But I want to encourage you. Keep in the fight. Stay in the fight. And never allow your failure or your failing to become your identity. I don't care how many times you fail. I don't care how many times you fall. I'm telling you that is not who you are. You get back up in the name of the Lord. I want you to get back in the fight. Keep your eyes on him. Keep running the race. He wants you to set aside everything that is tripping you up and run this race with patience and with freedom. That's what the Lord wants. So the first thing that we have to do when we look at detoxing ourselves and allowing the spirit of the Lord to do so, the very first thing that we have to do is we have to learn how to value purity. If we're going to experience a soul detox, we have to place the appropriate value on purity. Let me just help you. This is no newsflash, but for some of you it might be. God established sex and sexuality. <laughs> it is God who established sex and sexuality. Sex did not come from demons. Didn't come from devils. That's what the enemy does. He takes everything that God created and he perverts it. He presents it in some way that's damaging to humanity. He pollutes it. He contaminates it and he twists it. But sex came from God and sexuality came from God. See, sexuality is the identification of what you are. Sex is the act of engaging in that identity. Let me just take, break it down for just a little bit here. The male and female, that is sexuality. That's who they are. Sex is what they do. But what we allow the enemy to do and what we allow academia and pop culture, I, I, I have to, you have to let me put this in your spirit right now. No matter where you are in your walk with Jesus Christ, 
I want to look at everybody because I want everybody like to see me. I haven't done that in a long time. I want you to like lock in right here. I want you to hear me. There is nothing in popular culture that will point you closer to Jesus Christ. I know that's not popular, and I know right now you can't preach a lot of things because we live in cancel culture today, but they can't cancel Jesus Christ, and they can't cancel this gospel preacher. I'll preach it regardless of who likes it, who wants it. I'm not here to offend anybody, but I'm just here to tell you popular culture is not pointing you closer to Jesus Christ. It's only doing one thing, honey, and that's dragging you to a devil's hell. You and I have to be remarkably careful and diligent as to what we listen to, what we watch, what we allow into our homes. See, this is, I got to stay on my notes because I was talking to the Lord on the way back. I said, Lord, help me. Let, let me just help you out right now. There was a time, and, and I'm not, when I say this, this is really important to me, and I'm not going to venture too much into this because uh, people will misconstrue what I have to say, and they edit stuff, and, you know, this is live, and on, I ain't got time for all that. But there used to be a time where there just wasn't so much confusion in the atmosphere. Let me say it like this. God didn't make a mistake when he created you. You don't, got, you don't got to be confused. You don't got to wonder. I'm telling you right now, God did not make a mistake. He designed you, created you with what you need to be, who God called you to be, and the truth shall make you free. That's just the truth. I'm not here to upset anybody. I'm just here to say that God is not the uh, He does not make mistakes. He did not make a mistake when he created you. And speaking of the truth, we have to be careful not to champion one sin over the other. I'm not bashing you with whatever your struggle may be. I'm not putting you on blast, but I do need to let you know that you can bust hell wide open too if you're a liar. I know we like to accentuate some other sins, uh, and I understand the impact and the consequences range and vary, but liars will have their part in the lake of fire. That's not my opinion. That's in the Bible. The truth of the matter is we're called to live sanctified lives. Now, for some of you all that have been in church for a little bit, you might, you might say, oh, Lord, he just says sanctified. We, we, people, people, if you're new, like if you were like me when I came in, I was like, man, what are they talking about? What is, what, you know, I, I, there were so many idioms and isms that I, I didn't get, and I would always ask a lot of questions and try to help understand things. That's why I try to simplify things here at church and not use a lot of Christianese, if you will. But the first thing people used to do growing up when they would get in this thing and they would testify, especially those old saints, I'm saved sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. 
but we don't <laughs> we don't preach about that sanctification anymore. But I I want to I want to put this in your spirit and let you understand some things. That sanctification is you becoming more and more like Christ. It's you dying out to yourself and reflecting the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. It's not you saying you saved and living however you want to live. That's not grace and that's not freedom. I'm tired of the enemy telling us bondage is freedom and freedom is bondage. Since when did holiness become bondage and lasciviousness and crazy living become freedom? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, for some of you that are under the sound of my voice, you know I'm preaching the truth because sin is kicking your butt. But I'm here to declare that Jesus Christ has conquered sin and the grave and you can live a victorious life in Jesus Christ and don't have to struggle in your mind don't have to struggle where you go on the keyboard don't have to struggle with your wine or alcohol consumption don't have to struggle with drugs or other addictions he's here to heal you to free you and let me just say this I'm not talking to my guests I'm talking to those that are a part of the body of Christ I'm reaching for you, sir. I'm reaching for you, ma'am. I'm reaching for you, married couple. I'm reaching for you, young person. The Spirit of God is here, reaching for you. And what you feel is not condemnation, it's the grace. It's the mercy of God. Well, one reason why I say no perfect people allowed it's because I am probably the quintessential imperfect pastor. I know if it's not for his grace, it's a wrap. You, you, I know y'all think you know me. But you don't know me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like doing something crazy. She knows me. <laughs> like on three, you really don't want to know me, right? <laughs> no, she knows me. And one of the things that I realize is we have these issues and these landmines. And you know what people are doing right now? They're suffocating in the church. You know, the only thing the church would tell you to do, here's, you might say, Pastor Kill, why you got to preach on this? And I got to hurry up. But it's, it's because the church didn't talk about it. And when they do, they only say one thing. Don't do it. Well, Heather, what do we do after we've done it? What do we do then? What if we're not do done with it and we're doing it? Help me with this. Y'all not going to be See, the church can't handle this. The church can't handle this, but I'm telling you right now, extraordinary church can't handle it. God's grace is wide and deep, and he's here to reveal his grace to a group of imperfect people who are willing to say, God, help me. I need you. I'm reaching out to you. I need you to show up in my life. God is here to help. If you're thankful he's here to help, give him praise. Help us, Jesus. That's why we need to understand 
it matters. It matters who you're connected to. See, here is where we, we miss it. And when I talk about valuing purity in this detox process, if you value something, you honor it. If you don't value it, you don't honor it. You ever had, I'll give you a perfect example. Watch this. Uh, you ever had some new shoes? Boy, you know what it's like when you get the fresh kicks? I'm, I'm an 80s kid, so I call, I call my tennis shoes kicks. Boy, you, you, you keep them clean, and I'm, 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 you know, I was telling my son, I said, son, you know, look, there's like one thing, brother, your brother always keep his shoes right. I said, them things be popping. I said, listen, let me tell you, the toothbrush, I said, you got to clean your stuff. But over a while, over a period of time, you get the fresh kicks. Now, I'm pretty maniacal about my shoes, so most of my shoes stay pretty fresh. But let them get just a little dirty. And then what happens? You don't, you don't value them as much. I mean, when they were fresh, you walking like this. You got like on three pairs of socks. And please don't let nobody. I remember one day I had some fresh kicks. I was just walking. I, was, I don't know where. I was just walking clean. I was like, oh. somebody stepped on my heel. And I was like, oh. And then it was, it was my son. I was like, oh, Jesus, Holy Ghost. It's okay. I was like, it's okay. I said, just the Lord crucifying my flesh. I was like, these shoes. I was like, Jesus, just help me get it out, Lord. Help me get it out. But over a period of time, once they get worn, you don't value them as much. The next thing you know, you're like, something happened to them. You're like, oh, whatever. And then you're not wearing them with certain outfits because they're not as crispy. You're not valuing the shoes. See, what happens with us, we no longer value purity. I can assure you because we're allowing the world to feed us its narrative. I said this last week ever so briefly. I'm not here to beat anybody up, but I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate. It's the best I can. I know it may or may not. I don't want to speak for my kids. They could tell you. It may or may not drive them crazy. But I am interested in being a G-rated dad. And that doesn't mean general audience. That means godly. That's my only concern. And that means, you know what? I'm not going to watch certain things in my house. Now, I'm going to give you some practical things, too, because you know what? you got to be, I know you might think, and you're going to say, man, this guy, what is he talking about? But can I just tell you, if you start here and you begin, what you're doing, what you're doing is you're giving the enemy foothold. I'm going to give you an example because you're going to be thinking, like, what is he talking about? It's just like if they try to close the door. You know what? Then let's say this was the door, and they try to close the door. And you ever been running around with your siblings and you've been playing games or you've been chasing them or whatever and they playing tag and they go to try to close the door and you just get your foot right in the door. They can try all they want to try to close that door. Man, that, my brother almost break the door in half trying to bend it. The, the top of the door is just like a bow, just like bowing. And I've got my foot right there and I'm like, I'm good. You can wear yourself out all day. All day, because I got you. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. 
You may think it's not that bad. And the enemy's like, I got you. I got you. And then you may want to know why you fighting hell. And you're trying to cast stuff out your house. You're trying, to, you're trying to pray. And he's just like this. I ain't going nowhere. Why? Because of the things you watch. You invite him into your house. You invite him into your relationships. You invite him into your marriage. Yeah, it, it, it starts just like that. And then you get a little comfortable with that. And next thing you know, you're no longer pushing as hard against the door. Because you get tired. And you get worn out. Because now you're no longer fighting in the spirit, you're fighting with flesh. And now that you're fighting with flesh, it's really unfruitful. And the enemy's like, yeah, I got you. And he comes in and he begins to run roughshod. And let me, let me just, let me help you out right now. This is, I'm just going to play pastor. I'm a parent of two teenagers. Now, they can choose to do what they decide to do when they get grown and out my house. I'm that old school black man. You can do it when you get up out my house on your own time. In my house, it won't happen. It won't happen. I pray it wouldn't happen, but you know what? You need to know where your kids are. You need to know who they're talking to. You need to know what's going on in their social media sites. I'm not getting enough amens, but that's okay. They can, you, need to have, you need to have access to what they're watching and what they're consuming. Don't worry, kids. I'm not teenagers. I'm not picking on you. Young adults, you need some accountability. Wives, wives, check on your husbands. Check on your husband. You know what? I, got a, I don't have a code. She has a code. I, I can't search the word massage if I wanted to and get results because she got a code. And you might think, well, that's over the top. No, that's called freedom. You may say, I got it right now on my computer. I got it on my phone. You know what? I got a device. It's called, I, mean, I got an app called Covenant Eyes. And you know what? Tracks everything I do. And if you're trying to get sneaky with it, it takes pictures of your screenshots. And you know what it'll do? Guess where it sends it? Sends it to my wife. Sends it to Mike East. Elder in my life. I'm like, what, what was that website about? Where you got? I got a notification. You know what? You might think that's too much. I call that freedom. What am I trying to tell you right now? God is trying to help some people. Wives, check on. Husbands, you need enough humility. You need enough humility to go to your spouse and say, I want accountability in this area. What, what, what do you mean don't go through my phone? Let her, don't go through your phone. Oh, you're going to give me that phone. We're going to talk more than just about the phone too. You better check. You better check. And let me, all right, let me, let me get to the ladies. Because I can really lean in on the men. I don't want to lean on them too hard. The same goes for the ladies as well. 
you need the same accountability. Let me tell you this. Let me just help you. I, I, I grow weary of us, humanity, because I do the same, thinking we are the exception. David thought he was the exception. Solomon thought he was the exception. Moses thought he was the exception. Abraham thought he was the exception. Can I tell you, you are not the exception. You are not special, neither am I. It is only the Holy Ghost in us that has the ability to deliver us from sin, keep us from sin, and desiring to love and serve him. We have to value purity, and until we value it and esteem it, we won't pursue it in our lives. You know what we need to do? It's kind of like if you clean your garage or you do some spring cleaning and you kind of, you know, the one thing that like we don't clean that often in our house, we need to, we put the foil down on our, in our oven and in our toaster oven, you know, so that way you can just, it's not as bad. But even stuff gets around it in the foil and you have to, when you say, you're like, oh my Lord, how did it get so dirty? And you look at it and you're like, man, after you clean it, you just look at it. Like... Man, I ain't never seen nothing like this. Is this what the oven's supposed to look like? You know what? Then you value it. But as it gets dirtier and dirtier, you're just like, ah, uh, nah, ah, uh, <laughs> a little spill. You know what? You can have the whole kitchen smoking up. Y'all ain't going to keep it real. <laughs> Y'all done spill some juices. You're like, I ain't cleaning that thing. Just, just open up the window. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not valuing purity? But God wants us to value it. You know what he's going to do? I'm, I'm declaring he's about to clean. Let me tell you what's the difference is this. Some of you all, I'm about to help you. Here's what you're doing. Man, I want to preach this thing and I, I don't have time. Here's what, here's what you need to do. See, you think it's enough just not to sin I've been there done that I was like oh god I, 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 would, I would do everything I could not to just do that but I would find myself always back again sometimes same day because your willpower is never enough your willpower will not get it done. What you need is the Holy Ghost flowing in your life. You need the Holy Ghost moving in your life. You need to be praying and you need to be worshiping. It is, enough, it is not enough just not to sin. Let me tell you what we have to do. We have to turn our eyes upon Jesus. If we will look, if we will, the Bible says, here's the answer. Flee youthful lust. But if you're going to flee, you don't flee by just running from the lust. You flee by running to Jesus. If we could learn to run to him, the author and the finisher of our faith, he will heal us. He will deliver us. He will restore us. He will revive us. If we get our eyes on Jesus, what am I saying? Now is the time for us to love him again. God, restore unto us the joy of your salvation. Help us to love you with all that we have, and you'll deliver us. Oh, Jesus.
help us, Lord. Oh, I wish there was a way I could preach this and, and this be easy, but I, I need you to understand that this may seem outdated and old-fashioned, but it's not. As a matter of fact, it's the only thing that will transform your life. And there are people right now, right now, you know what? Excuse me. And me, I want you to, I want you to begin to play. I don't want the other musicians to play anything just yet, and I don't know that I will. But here's what I feel, and I'm just, I'm landing this plane. But if we're not careful, we'll be deceived into thinking this is how it always has to be. And when I talk about a detox and what God is doing, I want you to understand that the reason why there is order, I feel the Holy Ghost, the reason why the Lord told me you're going to order the atmosphere is because what we're about to do is prioritize what's important and we're about to die out. See, no man can follow him unless they take up their cross and deny themselves. I need you to hear me. I'm in the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, the Lord has strategically, I'm nobody. As a matter of fact, I don't even want anybody online to hear this because they'll take this the wrong way. So I'm going to say, God bless you, online family. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate you all. I just don't want for those who are friends or watching uh, to misconstrue what I'm about to say. And so I appreciate you all. I want you to join us next Sunday. I want to conclude this in a creative way. Uh, that God has placed on my heart that's going to bless us and challenge us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to smile. We're going to cry. And God's going to do a beautiful work next Sunday. So join us either in person uh, or online. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends. Extraordinary Church. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.